When you were a kid, did you want to be an astronaut? A crossing guard? Sometimes our dreams feel a little all over the place, but we're not alone. In fact, McDonald's created an education platform, APA Next, with all the resources Asian Pacific American students like us need to navigate the next steps, or even figure out what they are. With streaming workshops on college admissions and more, a lot of the work is done for us. Come take a look at apanext.com and decide what's next for you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 1420 Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from 40 countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. And be sure to use the promo code 1420sports, that's 1420sports, for a free one-month premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. 1420 Sports Podcast Show 179, February the 17th, 2022. Dave, my God, last night, I don't know if you stayed awake, I stayed awake. I, I goes off a little bit the second period of the Canada-USA women's hockey gold medal game. My Lord, what a game that turned out to be. I was enthralled right, right from the beginning. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of it or what you saw, but right from the start, Dave, I know you're a fan of the, the montage, as am I, the opening video montage of past uh, gold medal games between those two uh, women's hockey powers was fantastic. Top-notch produ- production. I thought it was great. There was memories that I've had. From, from from years gone by, right back from 98, right until this year where they, they played each other. Dave, that game was, uh, that the finish was unbelievable. I thought Canada was going to roll away with that one in a hurry. And then it just, uh, the U.S. crawled back and it was a, it was an awesome game. Dave, I don't know what you saw, but go open the montage on and what, 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 what you caught on to last night. Well, you know, like as you, and no one does a montage better than CBC Sports. They got it figured out. And that's good. Got you pumped. And then I started watching the game, which was a nine o'clock start. Nine our time. And we're not getting younger. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's a late night. Yeah. For sure. And then, you know, I, I even laid off the booze because I wanted to stay up to that. But you know what I did? I just going off on a bit of tangent. I had a big bowl of ice cream. And now in my older day, when you eat a big bowl of ice cream, you do have a sugar crash. I made yeah. it to 10 minutes left in the third period. So it was 3-1. Oh, and wow. I fell asleep. And then I fell asleep and I woke up and it was like, oh, fuck. So it was now one o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> I rewound the tape back. The, the, I rewound it so I could watch it. And I fell asleep. Uh, so I had to wake up this morning with the, with the confident feeling that because I looked on Twitter, Canada wins 3-2. 
but I have no idea how the state scored that second goal. And I didn't get to see the celebration and then work got involved, but I was so happy. Like for the, for the 90% of that game I did watch, I thought Canada was the better team um, top to bottom. They were more aggressive. They were a lot quicker, um, way better than they were in that, um, that round robin game where the USA had 58 shots. 50 or whatever. whatever shots. Yeah. The Canadian goal yeah. was fantastic. And I, everything thought the, else. I thought the Canadians were, were, were a better team to a person um, on that game. And I'm, I'm so proud for, for, for the women and for the country. And, and, you know, when we say maybe we should take women's hockey out of the Olympics, that's such a hell of a game. Every time those two countries. Let, play let them medal. play, man. Let them play. You bet. Let, every, let everybody else play for bronze. And, you know, this and is let what them we keep doing it. And then and it, it actually, Dave, I was going to bring that up. Like if, if that's the, the two best and everybody's just got to get better. And yes, the Canadian Americans are still getting better. We talked about last show, but that game last night, uh, it had everything goalposts to breakaways, broken sticks. Of course, Dave, I'm going to ask you a question. Why is it when it's a pulled goalie and it's a uh, six on four and there's a power play, why is it that 97% of the time, the defending defenseman breaks her breaks his or her fucking hockey stick to make it a six on three. It just seems like it's like clockwork. Like, Oh my God. So no, it's like, what a, it's every time. Uh, it's crazy how that happens. So often. Well, here's what I think, because you know, you're not allowed to whack a stick and, uh, and break it, which is quite easy to do. Right. But they're not going to call that penalty. And so maybe that gets happened. That happens behind. You're not going to call that penalty with a pulled goalie. And so maybe that's why it happens, but there, there, there would be more, the team that's defending the lead, they'll call that penalty every time on someone who's defending the lead. Yeah. But when, but when you're, when you're on your heels and someone whacks a stick, they can't call that penalty. That's, that's what I think, but I agree. It always seems like, 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 how does this happen? Every fucking game you watch, there's a six on four all of a sudden. And the defenseman breaks breaks his or her stick. It's crazy. Uh, one thing I noticed when the game first started, and I don't think this was a, had anything to do with it, I found it odd that there was an, um, and I'm not saying bias happened at all. I said, I, I found it odd there was an American referee in an American-played game. I just, Jesus, man, no matter what, in the court of public opinion, you're fucked no matter what call the referee makes it's right or wrong or anything else. If you make a call against Canada, you're a pro, you're a pro U S if you make a, a call against the U S you don't want to look like a Homer. I think that's bad, bad, bad juju on, uh, on whoever was assigning referees for the final game. But at the end of the day, like we're not talking about the referee, the referee I thought did an excellent job. Like we're not, I, I didn't even know it was an American referee because I really don't care about that. And in an international, I would imagine it, it was a sign early. And and why? Why? I think, why? I, think I think you get awarded the the, the medal games as how, how your tournament went. Is how I think and it spe- goes. And specifically the women's hockey. Why would you rob a Canadian or American referee from refereeing the gold medal game, where in all reality? probably the best referees are Canadians and Americans because they're mm-hmm. refing the most competitive hockey, um, women's hockey in, in the world, right? So it only stands to reason that a Canadian and or American referee would be the most, 
well suited to refereeing this game. Let's talk hypotheticals here, because that's what you know. That's what we do on this podcast is talk about hypotheticals, and God knows who knows and everything else. But just imagine if the U.S. would have came back, tied that game up, made it three three. The the verbal diarrhea that would have come out come out on Twitter or wherever uh, at would have been eleven thirty our time last night if the Americans were tied that up on a power play late in the game because usually you don't get those those uh, those opportunities in a hockey game. I'm just saying, like it would have been quite bad, like the fucking American referee. Uh, I, you know what I mean? Like it would have been. Yeah, but you know, like I ridiculous. I discount, but I, I, I discount ninety percent of the crap. I see, like the haters on Twitter. Like it, it just when you open up replies sometimes, and it's just like Jesus. Like somebody has to get out of their mom's basement a little bit because I think I think ninety percent of that crap is young men living in a basement because you can't you can't old men stuck in their basement one of the two or old men stuck but they're on twitter they're writing letters (laughs) you and i they're writing letters (laughs) um marie philippe poulin uh two goals one assist last night canadian captain uh she did it again she's had the game winning goal in 2010 or the gold medal goal in 2010 2014 and now 2022 um geez man you can't write that how many uh, i think it's she? fantastic has she i mean our generation she knows like we know Haley wickenheiser in the hall of fame this uh this pool and if you have three gold medal winning goals and apparently i was listening to a show tonight that she had the winning goal the americans tied it late and then won the shootout in 2018 so she she was in line for four of them. Is she the greatest women's hockey player in Canadian history now? Well, uh, when, when, when we say surpassing, greatest, surpassing, not the best, the greatest. Best and greatest, well, different things. Well, it's money. Like uh, we, we were also talking the other day about Everly, and, and you think uh, like his Hall of Fame moments as a junior player. Yeah. Like, so this is Everly. Like to the power of four, right? Well, power of a lot because Olympics on right? like juniors, right? Every so. yeah, it, it's the Olympics, the 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 in, in gold medal games. So and then as far as women's hockey goes, this is the the Olympics is the Olympic gold medal game is is it, and she scores goals, game winning goals in every single championship games that she plays in. It's that crazy. is that is so money. Like you, I, I, uh, Jesus, she one of those ones that's just, uh, I know it's not the Kane Hockey Hall of Fame. I get that. But is she, is, is she one of those? Because she's, she's only 30. She gets another one for sure. Like she gets another Olympic. She does it and again. And she chose is yeah. Right? 34 years old. 34 years old, whatever it goes on in her life. If she gets a chance and scores another one, when she retires, they put they give her the Lemieux status, just put her in the Hall of Fame. Oh, for sure. Like you don't like, have to wait the five years or anything else. You're just in. The, it's just um, amazing how someone can have that resume with with rising to the occasion. The biggest players play the best on the biggest stage, and she has proven that time and time and time uh, and time again. I Four think it's times. great, Dave. I, it's I it's was, absolutely amazing. I, I was so her. I was so happy for those for those women this morning. 
And, uh, you know, I watched last night and I watched this morning again. I watched when I was at the garage pub here in the hat and uh, the smiles on those girls' faces. And they one thing I caught with the interviews throughout the day that I, I did get to listen to and tonight listen to that they all seem like really solid people. They all seem like really down to earth, having a good time. They like each other as teammates. There's no, I'm better than this person. There's no, there's no talk of the superstar. They seem like down to earth human beings. And I, I think that's a great thing. You know, in the, in the last, in the last eight months, I think it's been, uh, uh, Canadian women have won Olympic gold medal in soccer and Olympic gold medal in, in hockey. And they, they all seem like they're just nice people. I think that's, that, that's huge. I, I agree with that, 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 that point 100%. I even had that written down. I saw a corny little video uh, of them uh, doing uh, pre-gold medal game warm-ups. And it was the entire team in, it looked to be like an indoor soccer field, but tiny. And I they saw that they were doing yeah, line dance, line dance and stuff like that. So, I don't know but, what song know, it was on, but yeah. But uh, and they all had masks on, but like they were clearly having a good time, goofing around and enjoying each other's companies. And that was that was a team having fun, getting ready for the biggest game of their lives up to that point. Like obviously they had uh, other games and other other gold medal games some of that team but but they were a unified unit and they were loose they were a team and they were obviously ready to go from what we saw on the ice in the men's game it's much more business-like i don't know how much joy there is winning's fun winning's a shit ton of fun and there might be but leading jury. up to and it's how loose and how much fun we're having. And I, and I don't know what the answer to that is because I don't know. But, but I, I just these, think of this, Dave, as we're talking here, is it because there's so much more money involved in everybody and not everybody, but every play, I'm going to say everybody, every player has money to gain or money to lose depending on the outcome of a game. Whereas, like you have the you have your Sidney Crosby, yes, he can make by scoring the golden goal. He made a lot of money, not as an offset because of that goal. But every player on that team was going to get a sponsorship of this or that or the other thing uh, by winning a gold medal. There's not as much money involved in the women's game, and there just isn't. Like it's not a, a shot or a slight or anything. There's just not. And whether and the the. The two Olympics are different for the men's like this. We're talking like, let's go back to 2010. The two Olympic experiences for the men and the women are different. Because if the men don't win, they go to their, their teams and they can go, go still win a Stanley Cup. Whereas the women are like, okay, we're having a good time. This is, this is our pinnacle. This, this is it. And I think the money has a lot to do with the fun factor, even at the Olympics. When, when the players, yes, they're not making any money. On the men's side, they're, they're just there as they, they get a, a roots track shoot suit like the rest of them do. No matter what, though, there, there, there's endorsements and money and agents and business and this and this that keeps going. So the Olympic experience for the two, the two, the men's and women's teams are a lot different. I would agree on that. Like the Olympic experience is the same. And, and I've, I've seen interviews from different hockey players. How refreshing it is to be at the Olympics and hanging out in the athletes village and hanging out with 
losers and, and skeletors. Is that what you would call someone who does skeleton skeletors? No, that was the guy who fought uh, He-Man. A skeletiner? A skeletonor. I just I just slide on my stomach really fast. Nonetheless, I, I digress. Um, so like uh, but at the end, like the I, I believe the pressure is the same. You can't gauge pressure. This is really important to to both teams. I think the men's pressure is a lot different because there's not just one game, right? Like um even in that round robin, Canada, US, you want to win that game, but we all know it's going to be Canada and US in the women's gold medal final. There's I think, no I think, I think there's no sure I think it's 98. That, there's been one different one. There there hasn't been Canada US. Yeah. Uh, no, they they've played for the gold medal in every single Olympics. Tim, check that. It's I for I, sure. It could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you are on this one. But in world championships has been different. But nonetheless, um, so that's the game you're gearing for the entire time. Whereas uh, as far as the men's game, there's a lot more like the Canada has to worry about. Well, all the the big boys, like there's the big four, right? It's yeah. Russia, it's Sweden, it's Canada and the U.S. So and every once in a while you can lose to somebody else, right? Like and then Finland can can bite yeah. you in the ass. The Czechs can bite you in the ass. It's It's not impossible. So the pressure and the focus has to be different there's a little bit more higher stakes in 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 the earlier games and i also think because of the money involved it's the personal branding right the brand the brand brand, and that's what i didn't get to the brand is so big in comparison like natalie spooner like i and then this food line is going to make a couple bucks and cheerios commercials and whatever else or you know just and, and just things Whereas mm-hmm. every every player for Team Canada, the men's, had money to lose. Well, not 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 money to lose, but they, not they the had, same to gain. They yeah, they had a they had a chance. They all have a chance to expand their brand. They would have left money on the table if they didn't. Yes, win. yeah, they, that's 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 a good statement. Yeah, every play, every player to a man on the 2010 Olympic team would have left money on the table. Whereas these girls, they, they don't have a, I shouldn't say they're a professional team because they do, but they, they aren't leaving generational money on the table. Without a doubt. Right. Like even, even that uh, Philippe, like we, uh, yeah. Philippe like I, yeah. yeah, I, I, I have no idea how much money she makes, but I, I imagine it's a pittance to uh, a third line D man on the Edmonton Oilers. Like what, what Crosby made for the golden goal and on the offshoots and offshoots and offshoots is uh, we'll never know the, the money that this girl's made for scoring three of those doesn't even compare. Not even, not even in the same, she couldn't even play poker with that endorsement money. Right. Yeah, so it no, it's 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 odd. It's going to change, but like like I said, Dave, that that game last night and it brought a little pride back to Canada that I, I, I kind of lost. That's on me. That I kind of lost throughout these Olympics. That game last night was a lot of fun. Totally enjoyed it. The, uh, the and then the people talking about it today. That's what the Olympic spirit was all about. And like I said, I I lost that throughout these Olympics. And then when Canada, the Canadian men lost in curling, so this kind of brought everything up. Brought everything up for me last night. I thought it, I, Dave. It was an Olympic moment that I won't soon forget, and I thought it was—I uh, thought it was fantastic. Little girls and uh, uh, watching that, they're thinking I can do that one day. And the role model that these women across in the 
in, in sport are becoming for, for girls and boys across our country. I thought, I think it's just fantastic. Yeah. They're they're They represent their sport and their country. Awesome. Like it, it, it just gives me nothing but pride and, and then, you know, it helps take the flag back. Right. Cause yeah. um, it's something to root for. And I don't, I don't understand why anyone can't, can't, get some joy out of out of that moment last night because it, it like it was it was a game well played it was a game dominated it got exciting at the end and they're from what i've seen they're all really good people and, and i'm just so happy for them and 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 i have joy for them this is a funny thing dave i know when it's an exciting game for me when I start making saves when I'm sitting down watching the game, like I'm doing, I'm doing things. Like <laughs> making I, I, saves or, or trying to make oh, when, saves. I, when I'm trying, okay, when I try to make saves, but I'm I'm moving my foot and I'm juking and jiving and, and doing things. That, that's when I know I, I'm I'm involved in a very good hockey game. Like no, last night was fantastic. I'm I'm, I'm so proud of those girls, and uh, hopefully they can keep uh, keep it going and win another one someday. And man, it was uh, like I said between uh, the, the women's soccer team and the women's uh, hockey team in the last eight months. That's uh, that's a lot of role models out there for, for a lot of little girls and boys across this country. Yes, for sure. And, and, and for citizens of Canada, yeah. right. It, it, it's just, it, it, they're just pride. That's, that's what I have for that team. And I'm so happy for them representing our country the way they do and, and playing the game so well. And and bringing it home, bringing home a gold is is a good thing. And, and like like I said earlier, they, and be a nice person. It doesn't hurt. And they seem like nice people. And it, it came back. It, it paid them back in space. It, it just uh, I I couldn't be uh, couldn't be happy to be a Canadian with the, with the watching that. Considering how like I said, how I wasn't too uh, too proud of what's been going on in our country for the last little while. That was great. Well, and it's good that you actually sat your ass in front and watched some Olympics. So you you. You watched 90% of your Olympic coverage last night. Yeah, there's still lots, there's still some other things going on. I'll catch up on it before the closing <laughs> ceremonies. I'll uh, I'll catch up. Hopefully, Dr. Dre and Snoop are doing the closing ceremonies. I mean, keep me interested a little bit more. For the first time in <laughs> Olympic history, no Canadian team, uh, curling team will come home with a gold medal. That's crazy. That is crazy. And it, it tells you how it catches up because Back in the day, it was Canada and everybody else. But you okay. know, when it's only when it's only a team of four, you, like hockey and soccer, that's that's a team of twenty. And but when it's only a team of four, and the rest of the world starts catching up, it it's caught up. The rest of the world at the elite level has definitely caught up in okay. to Canada. Like it always will be Canada in the the powers. But it's not going to be Canada being number one every year like it used to. But be. let's not. Let, okay, we won't talk curling a whole bunch because most of our listeners have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to curling. But let's not kid each other. the The world champions are actually whoever wins the Briar or wins the Scotties. I will say uh, th- this is what I will say to that. Like, let's be honest. That's the tough. That's the toughest tournament to win. Is the Briars and the Scotties the Canadian national championship? championship is the toughest tournament to win because it has the depth of field and yeah. whereas the like even that nicholas edden um who beat canada who beat brad gushu this morning i i watched the 10th in and it was disappointing but i i'm not gonna come down on brad gushu like i did on um 
on Morris and Holman. He 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 had a chance to tie and put it to extra ends, but he took a super hard shot to win. And and I, I applaud that. I applaud that the the intestinal fortitude it took to do that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Um, where was I going with this fucking point? Well, I don't know. True Blues is... Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, no, no. But it's a lot easier to win a, a national championship in any other country. In any other country. three teams usually, right? Uh, yeah, who knows how many teams? Like, uh, like I know in the mixed doubles that Australian. Mixed like there's more curling in Saskatchewan. There's in Denmark. Yes, there's there's more there's more curling rinks in Warner, Alberta, than there is in the entire country of Australia. Well, there you go. Right, they have one more. Anyways, <laughs> I love curling. We won't bore our listeners with curling talk anyways. Anyways, congrats to Team Canada. Still a few days left in the Olympics. I'll, I'll watch. I'll catch up on some stuff. And then next time we get together, Dave, we'll have uh, we'll do an Olympic wrap. And uh, we're only nine medals out from being in the lead. That's not many. No. And a shit ton of bronze. But, you know, bronze is better than fourth. What do you do? Um, they, they are uh, Canada. Team Canada is, is showing themselves well. And, and over a broad spectrum of sports, when you look at the, the other countries, there's there's certain sports where they the the Netherlands like every single medal is speed skating, but you know that's what they do. They play soccer and speed skating. Got your ass. God, they're not tall, I'm blonde, totally beautiful kidding. people. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports podcast, more beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, uh, earlier this week, should have been pitches and catches reporting to spring training in uh, Arizona and Florida. Didn't happen because uh, I listened to this tonight. The, this is the, actually the longest work stoppage or second longest work stoppage in baseball history. And considering how many work stoppages they've had over our lifetime, it's quite surprising. The other one was 94 at the end of the season, but this one's the second longest one they've ever had. Both, both uh, sides are... They got their heels dug in. We should be talking baseball and fastballs and everything else, but 
this labor thing has been a, it, it's, it's a beast. It ain't going away. The two sides met together for a total of 15 minutes, which I kind of agree with because um, you shouldn't make a, a decision based on emotion. It should be well thought out prior to, and if you have nothing good to say, just get out of the room together. And that, that, that should go on with people's lives, not just uh, baseball negotiations. Dave, they, they said today that February 28th, a deal has to be done. That's 11 days from now. The 28th, a deal has to be done for the season to start on time. Dave, percentages, what do you think that of that happening? And, and is there any chance of that, of the February 28th date happening as of right now? What's your thoughts? If there was a line on Bodog to say season starts on time, I would put my house on it that says it ain't going to happen. 100%. There is no, because I don't know. I understand that uh, there's a lot of posturing involved and, and at the end of the day, it's just lawyers getting paid and sure they can, they have to make a living too. I understand that, but there's no real dialogue until actual money starts getting left on the table. Money's not going to get start getting left on the table until game checks are getting missed and gate checks, gate checks for owners and, and missed TV revenues for owners and game checks for, for players. And I don't know what they're going to do to, there's no way it's not like hockey where you can have a mini 14 day training camp pitchers and catch pitchers need they need reps. They yeah. need 40 days to get ready for a season. And so I, it's, it's going to be impossible to start the season on time. One thing that gets forgotten about this, Dave, is they, they can say, you know, all pitchers can go and throw with their buddy in the backyard, their mansions and everything else. They're still not getting the same major league treatment because they're locked out of the facilities. They're not getting the same training staff. They're not, yes, they can pay for things. I, I get that, but it's a long season. You still need, the eight starter, you still need the 14th bullpen guy who doesn't have any money. We'll get to that in a second. Why they don't have any money. Like you still need all these guys to be like the 40 man roster needs, needs to be ready. And just because a few players make X amount of dollars, they still can't have the best training available to them because they're locked out of, out of their facilities. And, and so what, and, and, and their, and the training staff and on and on and on. And, and I understand, like, the, you know, in, in all the sports, all these people are professional athletes and they keep their bodies in shape. As a general rule, more days than not, there's not a lot of off days for a professional athlete these days. You don't show up to training camp to get in shape. You show up in shape. And now you're now like hitting the video room and learning the playbook yeah. with pitchers and catchers and and. This is you give your arm that rest, but to get back into the groove, like you said, in a major league facility. And why would an athlete now this his body is already in shape, but now the arm that the the the, the owners are paying for? Why am I getting this arm ready for someone who doesn't want me to work right now? Which is exactly what is going on. The owners have locked them up. This isn't a strike. This is a lockout. The owners have said, no, we don't want you guys here until you sign this deal that we want. 
Yeah. And 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 so where where's the onus right now? Are are the owners anxious to get the players back on the field? There's different issues and and I understand it right from rookie ball up to max surger money. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. And if the owners don't want to agree to what the players have to do, uh, sorry, the, the, if the owners don't want, want to agree to what the players are requesting right now and they locked them out, which is what they did, where is the impetus? Where, where does the rubber hit the road on this one? And it's always now, they've, they've been locked out since September. Shit doesn't start happening until money starts getting missed. And so for the players, it's it's um it's game checks, and for the owners, it's um empty stadiums and no TV money. The, the one the one thing I like what the play because it's 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 a it's gonna come down the court of public opinion who's gonna who's gonna cave first, I think. Um the way that the players have come out and, and and minor league players have said, here's what minor league teams are making here or players. Here's what minor league players are making. And they, they put out some stats and I shouldn't, I, I should, I'm not going to throw numbers out because I'll be 100% wrong, what I read, but if every major league team would pay this much money for their four, like they're from a ball up to, up to triple a and then rookie leagues and everything else, it was less like a, a million and a half bucks. It wasn't much just to pay them a, a living wage where they could be sufficient on their own. It wasn't much. It's less than minimum wage. And, you know, in the, in the, uh, if they, if they would do it, it was it, just so every player throughout the season who's in your minor league system would have a living wage. It was only a million and a half bucks. And then, so out of the big picture, like, geez, that, that doesn't sound very much. So the the players kind of are winning on that on that end because it just came out today that that I think it's Juan Soto for the Washington uh, Nationals he was offered just just before the lockout that the owners don't want to pay any fucking money to he was offered a three hundred and fifteen million dollar contract. Okay, Washington Nationals, why not make it three hundred and fourteen million dollars and pay your minor leaguers? You know, like it. It, it doesn't, and so the, the, the players and, and them going out and having this as one of their things, the, the owners look pretty bad right now. And, but what's the owners are fine looking bad because, you know, this they don't is care. just, they don't, A, they don't care. B, they have the money to, to, to last this out. And C, this, the players missing paychecks is part of their, negotiation ploy because these players the the owners can miss a paycheck they can miss a couple of gates uh, yeah. some of these players can't miss paychecks because for whatever reason especially the ones that are five-year guys yeah five-year guys on the bubble and, and what have you like, like they, the mike trouts and max shirts will be fine Without a doubt, like it's not about that, and then, you know, and that's also the problem with professional sports. Anytime labor strife comes, you have your your Scherzers and 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 Kershaws making ridiculous money, 
But then you also have the guys, the the triple A ball, who just want like all I wanted to do like a call up, like for the the ten games they play in the majors, they make Life, more it's money. A lifestyle change. Yeah, they make more money in those ten games for the call up than they do they, they, they in can their buy, year for in triple A. They can put a right? down payment on, on a house that they can live in for the next twenty years. Exactly. Just a down payment. I'll pay for it. Just a down payment. Just something. It, it's life changing yeah. money from like and 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 triple A ball is like these are good players. They're 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 as good of players as that we've probably ever seen in our life, aside from a major league park, yeah. right? Like I've been a triple A ball. It's 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 good, good ball, it's fun, yeah, right? And then and then the, these guys like when you're going in Wimble, what maybe eight guys in that entire Wimble league can aspire to triple a ball i don't know yeah, not, many. not many yeah not many it's like triple a ball is thing and there's so many baseball the minor league of baseball is like i would even know i would guess a thousand teams all over the 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 United yes yeah, yeah. the thing the thing with dave the thing that i heard tonight i've said this for years for years and years and years when it comes to athletes like in baseball there's uh, 30 teams, 40 man roster, whatever. And so that's 1,200 guys. They're 1,200 of the best at their craft. There are computer programmers, not, well, no, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to say. There are stockbrokers or this or this or this. Lawyers, there, doctors, lawyers. Accounts. There, there are 1,200 lawyers in the United States alone who make more money on average than all 1200 baseball players. Is that right? And it's, it's not wrong, but is it right? Do you yeah, know, you know like, so, you know, no, I do kind of like, so, so an accounting firm here in Southern Alberta, Myers, Norris, Penny, I don't know how many accountants they hire, but like, I would guess it's a couple hundred. Right. And so this is just like a, a Southern Alberta thing. They have branches everywhere. Yeah. And. And so now, like the 90th best accountant working for nine, Myers, Norris, Penny and Lethbridge is making better money than the 90th best player in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. Like it's, it's, it's different. Right. And, and I understand it's different. It's education, but it's it's all about. Now you're a play because I think I think working for a baseball franchise, like they can that's that's the operative word of franchise. You're working for this franchise. How much does this particular, how much does the Milwaukee Brewers value your talent to our franchise? Not enough. You man. know, and you know, and, and that's another thing too, because there's a 19-year-old playing double A ball in, in Milwaukee who has a signing bonus. And his signing bonus is more than the rest of the team is making that entire summer. Because the rest of the team has to make up a team for him to play on. Right. And right. they get assigned. And, like, yeah. and, the, and, and the, it's, and, I, I don't know. I, Dave, I, I hope there's games on. I'm going to watch. There's Pac-12 baseball tomorrow night. I'm going to watch the Trojans play. I think they got uh, Sanford or Santa Barbara. I'll watch that tomorrow night and hope baseball comes back. Uh, other news in baseball this week uh, off the field, obviously, because they're not playing. Uh, former Angels employee, Eric K. am not sure what his position was with the uh, 
he was in the, the training office or whatever it was with the California or Anaheim Angel, you want to call him. Um, he was found guilty today of distributing uh, drugs to Tyler Skaggs, who passed away a couple of years ago. Now it is. And then it was other uh, pitchers and catchers and uh, members from the Angels that are receiving drugs uh, inside the locker room of the California Angels. I'll, I'll call them the California Angels forever. So they really were when I was growing up. Um, Dave, how, Jesus, I have worked, uh, I've had crews of 40 and 50 guys under me and then offsets of crews with the electricians and everything else. And you kind of, you know what's going on. You get your ear to the ground, you get 100 guys in the, in the same facility and you can kind of see what's going on and people talk. How the fuck does this happen in professional sports so often where there's overdoses, drugs, uh, beating the wife, blah, like, how is there no, how is there more organization control on a construction site than there, than there is in a professional sporting locker room? Because they don't care. They don't care. All they care about is uh, the performance on the field. I would say that is in any occupation that there is young men making a shit ton of money. You know, like uh, it's what young men do with their money. They, they, they experiment, not everyone, but a lot of them, they experiment with uh, recreational drugs. And, and it happens all the time. Never mind the people that that might have an injury and, and, and take the spike for a bit and then they get some Oxycontin and then like, oh, uh, I, I, I have uh, withdrawals. And then, so now I need this for a bump and now I need this to get me through the night. And now I need this for me to make me sleep. I, I can see it easier in professional sports than anything because you're a man about town who has money, who people want to kiss your ass. Here, try this, smoke this, take this pill. And then you ha- ended up having a good time and it's drugs are a dangerous thing. And I can see how easy it can be. And I can also see that I don't necessarily blame the franchises for this because you can't keep an eye on everybody all the time. That's their job. No, it's not their job. My job, ah. my job is when I show, yeah, like I'm, I'm showing up on time. I am, I am dedicated to practice. I'm a member of the. No, team, no, 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 not the player. No date. No, not the player's job. There is somebody on that, on that, that staff that make that. Those that fucker better be here. If he's not, you're in shit. You're gonna lose your fucking. You're you're gonna lose your fucking job if the, if that pitcher's not here on time. You're losing your job. Keep an eye on that guy. I know I get it. So, but like, so is, is his job to keep him off drugs, or is his job to make sure he's here on time? Both. And you know, and also every team has a fixer too. Imagine all the shit we don't hear about. Like, if you ever get in trouble, if you pull up, if you get pulled over, if you're drunk and get pulled over. You phone this number before the fucking cops get to the door. Well, we talked over there with Aaron and and Dan, Dan from Brutally Honest. How like it, the, the yeah. first person to get gets called when a guy from Alabama or whatever school they're in, they they called it this sheriff first. Yeah. Right. No, I I don't understand how this can happen. Like I said, like I work on a I've been work construction twenty seven years now, and my boss and I'm the boss now. I hear shit before they do it. 
You know what I mean? Like I know what's going on after hours, during hours, everything. I because loose lips, man. People just talk. How how do GMs not know? Like how do they not know? How does it get to a point where there's a guy who's got pills in the dressing room given to these guys? And it's not money because this has nothing to do with money, Dave. These guys are making tons of money and they're getting free pills from someone in the dressing room. How is that possible? Because they don't care. Like in your job and in your thing, it's now an insurance issue, right? If someone shows up, you got to be able to know and this and like if someone, if there's an accident where someone literally could get killed, someone can lose an arm. Someone else. They well, can someone did it. get killed. This Tyler Skaggs overdosed on drugs given to him from a dressing room attendant. He's dead now. Yeah, but that wasn't. That's not a workman's compensation thing now. Like he, that was off. That was off the field. He didn't die on the field. It's not like if you're on drugs, your bat's gonna break and impale somebody. No, like it's off field. It's off field. It's not. The the club can can claim. Well, like well for ignorance, right? Like prove that we knew that this guy, this guy's a fall guy. The angels aren't paying this guy to supply them with drugs. They're just keeping there. He's in the employ of keeping players happy. I should have read how it. You, the, the angels how you, had a, how had a statement. They let off late, later, late, late this afternoon. They had a statement. So I should have read it prior to, but phew, he's an employee giving drugs out to these guys, man. That's bad juju. How, Dave, how rampant do you think it is throughout sport? I would have no clue. Because, you know, for every guy that you hear with a drug problem, you know, can you... Dave, I, no, I'm sorry, I worded that wrong. I'm not, I'm not talking about re just recreational stuff. Uh, I'm not talking about guys doing cocaine or doing this or doing that. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about how rampant is it that there's a the guy supplying... Uh, uppers, downers, and all arounders in a dressing room. Like, what would what would you think a percentage would be in a dressing room? There's a guy sitting on the sidelines who's a he's a towel boy for the fucking fourth liners. Whatever, I don't know titles, but but every how club, every, every club, every club, every yeah. club. And then who do I call when I'm in Montreal? Who do I call when I'm in Colorado? Who do I call? I said Montreal first club. They don't even have a major league club. But you know, like every well, hockey, or it's, 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 <laughs> you know, right? Like, there's a guy, there's a guy, every sport, every sport, every team, there's a guy, and the guy knows the guy. This is who you call. Hey, we got an off night in Nashville, call this guy, every guy. And 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 I have no doubt, I have zero doubt, I don't know a fucking thing, but I know there's a guy. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. And it's, it's too bad. Like I said, pitching coaches were supposed to report this week and, and they're not for multiple reasons. And the, the more the more it sticks out, you, there's going to be a lot more daggers thrown and lawn darts thrown in, in the direction of, of either side to try to get the uh, court of public opinion swayed. And at the end of the day, they got to lock these fuckers in a room and just figure something out because the longer this goes on, the closer it gets to football season again. And then what? You're forgotten about. You know, and it's, it, it's just so disappointing to me. I understand how how the division, there's so much money involved in the division of money and where are we going to spend it? Like, well, okay, well, and the owners will say, well, here's your 50%. You divvy it up. Well, what about the minor leaguers? Well, take it off your salaries. 
And the players don't want to do that. And I understand that. And the owners, owners don't want to pay that because, you know, that's our minor league team. We, we give them this much money. How they operate their minor league team isn't really our business. There's really no collective will for the, the, the actual development, not development, that's the wrong word, um, benevolence of, of players through the minor leagues. Because in, in, all, in all honesty, right, how many guys playing A-ball are going to make the major leagues? Three. Yes, not very many. And how many, how many each team probably has three or four minor A-ball teams? Two double A teams. Yeah. I, guess, I, guess, I think they're, they're, I think Yashim has a couple of rookie league teams. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A couple of A-ball teams, so you're at four. Uh, you got a couple, maybe one double-A. Two, uh, no, two, two double A, one triple A, and then that's it. Uh, yeah. So that's, you know, like five teams. And like, so where's the onus? And, and now, and I can understand that how it, go, how it goes from there. You have good triple A franchise owners and bad triple A franchise owners. Yeah. And, and you, you want your, which would be, I would imagine, local businessmen. In, in these cities mm -hmm. who, who want to make a buck and make, and make a, like, sorry, I'm not even saying make a buck, who want to make a name for himself and they're patrons of the game. No one buys a major league, fran a minor league franchise to become rich. It's, it's, it's more for one, the game. One, one rainout, and I learned this when I was in minor leagues years and years and years ago as an umpire, one rainout affects their bottom line. I have no doubt. Like, it's, so it's, especially in the lower levels. It, right. One rain out fucks their, their bottom line. It does. And so, so where's the obligation to a developing your talent? Like, how much control did they have of the hitting coaches and and the the staff that are actually developing their talent? And it's a two pronged thing. And then, how much control and care do they have of the people actually running their franchises, yeah. which are carrying the banner of your team? I think that. I, I have no idea to the answers of these questions, but I understand how they're important. And, and I do believe that there should be some money spent into having some level playing field as to the treatment and payments of players below the major league level. 100%. 100%. Because you know, every, because they, they, the thing is, Every player, and it's the only sport, 
every player who plays major league baseball spends time in the minor leagues. Hockey players don't because you get drafted first overall, you're going right to the big leagues. Basketball players get drafted first overall, you're going right, right, right to the NBA. NFL doesn't have minor leagues. Every player has spent time in the minor leagues, whether it's a short cup of coffee, but every single one of them. Every owner and every player needs to buck up with this on both on both sides of the equation, in my opinion. And then that I agree with. And like, and I think I know this is a major sticking point in the in the uh, the lockout negotiations, and I think it should be dealt with because at the end of the day, I don't think you should be rewarded handsome handsomely. But you should be able to not starve. But you should not have to eat dollar menus items at McDonald's every day and stay in a twenty bucks a day. Hotel. Yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous how bad some minor leagues and minor league players are treated and paid. And and I believe Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association should try and find some. They have to find some some common ground because common ground somewhere because these players are, are playing 50 games in a 60 day season and on the bus and double headers yeah i think it's, it's 72 and 90 or 85 or something super like that yeah it's, it's ridiculous a, it's a tight schedule and then yeah. and then they they have to help do groundwork when they're on their their home that's turf crazy. right and again and that's mandated it's not like you get paid extra for it yeah, you're there you got to do if you're, you're gonna there pay, if you're gonna play here and it's here, Dave. Here's hoping baseball can figure it out in the next 11 days so we can have a baseball season. And actually, talk baseball, not not the business end of things, because it's uh, like I said, if, if baseball don't figure it out before you know it, it's football season again, and then baseball's going to lose the revenue on that because there's a short window there because football's so big. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, more beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, this past weekend at the tournament for the uh, term for the ages or hockey through the ages, hockey from Fort McLeod. Uh, Fort McLeod has a, a strange set of of hockey fans. Half for Calgary, half for Edmonton, the other half uh, pretend they don't care. Uh, the three halves get it. Anyways, uh, Calgary fans are they're a funny bunch because they were talking about how great their team was, and a couple of guys came up to me looking for an argument, and I I one hundred percent agreed with them. That's a team that can do some damage in playoffs. And then Monday morning, uh, Brad Treliving, it was Monday or Tuesday, doesn't much matter. Brad Treliving, GM for the Calgary Flames. He must have been listening to the 1420 podcast because uh, as we talked about last week, I said, you got to go out and get a guy who's won, who's effective and who's won recently. And the Flames went out and got Tyler Toffoli from the, from the, uh, the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Stanley Cup champion with the LA Kings, a young, effective player who has won. He brings a whole nother level to the Calgary Flames. Man, Dave, that team, I know you hate them more than you hate most. Uh, that team with the goal thing that they, they're getting and they have and the coach they have, they're setting themselves up for some kind of a playoff run. It's early. It's not playoff time yet. But my God, that team right now, I think they won seven in a row. Eight in a row. Eight in a row now because they did win last night. They're, they look like they're up for, man, oh, man, come out of the Western Conference. They look good. They have a chance. They definitely have a chance, and we laughed at that 
on that. So, uh, we knew Daryl Sutter is a good coach, professional coach. And we also know that his message can like either, either it works or it doesn't. And they took the flames. This, they took, he took this flames roster that finished out of the playoffs with no real upgrades. And he has them in contention, not as a playoff team, as a contender, Family cup contender, as a contender yeah. now. And then this Tyler Toffoli, not only did they bring a guy in who has won a couple cups in LA, he won a couple cups with Daryl Sutter. Like if he didn't yeah. want to play, if he didn't want to play for Daryl Sutter, he's a, ain't no fucking way I'm going to Calgary. And he would have stomped his feet, but he wants to play with Daryl Sutter. He wants to play with the flames and to have a winner. Seemed up with Lucic again. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, Lucic was in his wedding party. Is uh, how yeah, tight, yeah. yeah, is how tight they are. Like uh, being where we are in Lethbridge, I and I listen to sports radio and 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 I don't do satellites. So nine sixty sports radio is what I listen to. So I do have a fairly good knowledge of the Flames and their goings on. Toffoli is happy as hell to be there, and good he's player, an man. effective player that wants to be there and as much as I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to cheer for them. I don't want them to, I don't want to win the cup, but I don't want them to fail as much. Cause I'm, you know, there is no better press conference than a Daryl Sutter press conference. Dave, I fucking love that guy so much. I just want to gub up and give him a big hug. Oh man, I love Sutter. He's great. I, the, if the one guy that I have to give a little bit of credit to that uh, he doesn't score as often as he used to, and he get, gets paid a lot of money to, to not score as much as he used to. But I like the, the way that Sean Monahan has kind of just, okay, this is what I am now. And Sutter tells him what to do 100%, and he's just playing, okay, I'm not going to get a bunch of goals. Goudreau's the guy now, I'm not. I I quite I, I admire the way that that guy said. All right, well here's here's what I am. And Monahan's kind of a dull guy, anyways. It's not like not like the boring boring uh, Sean Monahan Twitter account that was out there it was quite funny. We got to find out who runs those accounts because those are quite funny when he was whoever was doing those. Those kind of went away in the last couple of years. But Monahan's just okay. Do this, do this, and they're being and they're successful because of it. Yeah, and it's it's all about buy-in with the coach, obviously. In in it makes you scratch your head about GMs a little bit too now because Treliving had this team set up for what was his name? Peters. Yeah. Who got, who got canned for his uh, racist, racist remarks. remarks. Yeah. And they gave it to Ward. I believe his name was, and he ran with it. He did. Okay. But then he didn't do. Okay. Not good enough. Yeah. yeah. And then he got turf for Sutter and then, um, and then everybody scratches their head. Like, why would Sutter take over a a, a, a loser franchise? Well, close to the ranch. Capping well, season was over. I yeah, guess. I and, don't know. And, and not and not making the playoffs. And like that's when he took, but he signed a two-year deal. And and he said immediately, No, <laughs> I'm here to make this team a winner. And like, yeah. sure, sure, sure. But sure enough, when when you get a hard ass coach who knows what he's doing running the show and you get buy-in from the team 
things can happen and, and, and things are happening there in, in Calgary. What I find odd, Dave, like we talked about it, Jesus, the, the 18 months, whatever it's been since we started doing this. Uh, we talk about how these kids are so entitled and get what they want. And then they, they can get rid of GMs and get rid of coaches. And they, they get their contracts and, and they've been told that they're the greatest forever and ever. Oh, man. Like, how does a guy like Sutter Rowland, who doesn't care, doesn't need the job, just has it because, well, someone called him, well, I got nothing better to do, whatever. Like, how does a guy like Sutter go against everything that we said? And how do these Calgary players go against everything that we said about these entitled athletes nowadays? Like, why does this group, why is this group doing this, going against everything that, that not just me and you on, on our podcast, but you hear all the time that these entitled players, they don't know what they how is this group get going like like this i i don't it doesn't make sense everything that 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 sports fans now are saying about the younger generation i think a coach like setter who i i daryl setter is, is such an enigma he's in the gearing mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner he, I don't know how endearing he is in the locker room, though. Like he, I've I, never, I, I've never heard any of his ex, like the guys who played with him years and years and years ago, like the two thousand whatever two thousand four Flames team. I think it was two thousand four. Yeah, the one, the Rhett Water, who's on not six. Not one person, him. not one person has had a bat. I listen to Overdrive Toronto a lot, and the noodles is on there. Not one of those guys ever has a bat. They, they go, oh, he, he's the best. He's so funny and so dry. Like no one has a bad thing to say about the guy. I think in that I, I think that's his approach. He's just I, I endearing might I be have, the wrong term, but yeah. well, endearing. But he, I'm walking around like I have no fucks to give. The only fuck I have to give is putting a winner on the ice, and I have control of your ice time, and I'm going to reward people that are doing things the way that we're supposed to be doing. I'll tolerate mistakes. If you're playing within the system that I put out here for you guys to do and you make a mistake, shit happens. Make mis- okay, and there it is. I've but heard if you make a- to say this a lot, yeah. Dave. Make physical mistakes because those happen. You can't you can't help but trip over your own laces. That happens. Don't make mental mistakes because you you can control that. Right. So, like once you're when when you're playing within the system and the system and, and like a mistake happens within the system that happens we're all human we're playing a game at a very high level shit's gonna happen not every pass can be perfect but when you shoot it up the middle as opposed to high off the boards in this situation that's a system mistake and that's gonna get you on the bench and that's gonna get you your your entire team a bag skate and everybody's gonna know why everybody's gonna know why I, i i think he installs some some accountability amongst teammates for what he expects them to do. And everybody on the team, when they know what they're supposed to do and they're all it's, it's, it's in the boat. If everybody's pulling on the oar at the same time, 
you're going to go a lot faster. And that's what I'm going to use that someday. Everyone's pulling on the oar. You're going to go a lot faster. (laughs) That's that's got a t-shirt written all over it. That one does. With a picture of the the 10 people in the oar. Yeah, there you go. With one asshole with the the oar facing the wrong way. You know, one person can fuck it up really quickly. And he's going to identify that one person and and I, and how you make an example of that person is ice tough. And that's what these, and you know, what is going to be the biggest kick in the ass is sitting on the bench, watching the other players pulling the oar in the all same direction is like, fuck, I want to pull the oar in the same direction. And that's, what's going to make someone want to become a better teammate. Yeah. Let, let's not, let's not Chris and Chris and Sutter, the next, uh, fucking whoever scotty bowman or whatever else which i still think was over at a coach in nhl history but um if let, let's say sutter can do something this year and, and and they go to a conference final or a stanley cup final or, or heaven forbid win a stanley cup do you think that owners are going to go okay so i'm paying this gm this much a coach from calgary who we just said, Hey, do you want to fucking get off the ranch? Give us a hand here. Um, we have these GMs making this much and make all these fucking decisions that for living is doing a job, but don't get, let, let's not kid anybody. Sutter's saying, okay, if you get me this guy, you get me this guy, we'll do this. And we can do some damage here. Do you think there's going to be a, a major shift in what's going on between coaches and GMs about who gets hired, and who gets fired a lot more? GMs, GMs in general are untouchable for a longer period of time than coaches are. It's it's it has like in in my perspective, it's a case by case basis. Like you're not going to ask. Think about the coach. Who is that kid? Uh, the kid I call him a kid. That young coach that won a Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh. Uh, DeBoer, I think it was his name. No, DeBoer's um, older guy. He's. Uh, well, he's still there. The guy in Pittsburgh, I can't remember his name. But you remember the the, the Pittsburgh coach? He won a cup with them, and um, he was young-ish. But he got fired fairly uh, shortly afterwards. And I don't think he's been. DeBoer was the Tampa Bay Lightning guy, and he had the uh, the trap system. Oh, well, I can't remember the name. No, DeBoer. DeBoer was San Jose. No, DeBoer was Vegas. I think you doesn't can bring matter. yeah, it doesn't matter. And, and then just scratch that line of thinking. Um, I think it totally depends because Sutter now has a pedigree, right? He coached the Flames to the Stanley Cup final and a, long, and a long time ago though. A long time ago, but then he failed. Like you were young back when he did it. Yo, I wasn't young. Fuck that. That was well, 2004 is 18 years ago. That's young. I was 34 still, is young. Younger. Er. Yeah, I'm still uh that was still older than 90% of the NHL players at that time. So yeah. Um but nonetheless. And then he uh Sutter had a couple of days off, uh years off, and then he got hired as a coach in LA. And that's because he's a better coach than a GM. He was a terrible GM. Terrible. And, yeah. You know, like he he didn't he he clearly didn't understand the ins and outs of, of what it took to uh construct an NHL lineup. 
But now in his in his later years now, he knows I think Daryl Sutter has the wisdom. I really yeah. do. And and he doesn't have he has serious input, but now Treliving has a coach that he can trust. A with the product that is on the ice and B with what players will work with his system. Do you think like I don't think Treliving ever really trusted or could trust like Treliving being a young GM in his own right? He didn't he how much trust did he have in this Bill Peters who was a Babcock disciple, right? That's that's how Bill Peters got the job. That's how Bill Peters got the Carolina job. And then how much trust did he have in that Aaron Ward who got the job after Peters? He had no trust. He told Jeff Darren, Ward. Aaron Ward. Jeff Ward. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Ward, Ward. Yeah. yeah, what like who he had to work with. But now but, with, with Daryl Sutter, he can talk with him frankly and say this and that. And I imagine Sir Living can say to Sutter, like, I think you're wrong. How are we going to make it work? And Sutter will say his thing. I, I think they can have honest and frank conversations, which I don't think every GM can have with their coach. So, Dave, I, I think we answered our, our eternal question. We've been talking about on this show for a long time. We've been talking for for a thousand years, you know, just sitting around bar rooms over the years talking about how coaches keep getting recycled and everything else and what, why these guys just keep going through the, the gamut and new GMs hire the same coaches over and over. When you have new guys coming in, and I just thought of this, excuse, and tell me if I'm wrong, when you have new guys who are just breaking the league, who are fighting for their for their careers and fighting to be an NHL coach or whatever sport for the first time, they're going to be yes, man, and they're going to agree with what the GM gives them, the president gives them, because they want to be there so badly. They're going to be yes, man. Whereas you get these career guys who got money in the bank, don't give a fuck, they go from team to team, have a lifespan of three years like Tortorella and Sutter and everything else. Maybe, what, maybe that's why these guys get recycled, because they don't care. They have they, they they produce for a couple three years, then move on. Where where whereas they they don't because they don't they're like okay here's what we should do. Whereas whereas if you have a yes man who's his, his first job, yeah yeah no problem yeah absolutely yep get me this yeah I'll work with it I'll work with it I'll make it happen and it, ne- it never works. That's maybe I don't know. You know no no you know like you know that's an excellent point that I didn't even think because we always criticize the league of just recycling all these coaches and it's every sport time yeah it it is every sport but when you have a a head coach that can be respected by the management and his word is is respected by the management and and he just he starts to develop uh results on the ice it's it's huge and and the results are what they are like the Calgary Flames right now I had no clue I never would have guessed it would be this successful <laughs> right now and like and they're trending up like they're yeah they were they were they were successful before christmas and they're even they're better really now they're really good right now they're really good and they got a they got a really really good goaltender Yes, and you know, and that, and that's their and wild both, card. And there's five of them in the league, five, five really good goaltenders, and the, and the Flames have one of them. You bet they do, and like so, like what? What does he have? Eight shutouts already? Like he's, yeah, just unheard it's, of. It's ridiculous, and and so I think when management and a coach can work hand in hand and 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 get on the same page, 
as a far as far as um, player acquisition. And so, if a GM can say to a coach like, "Hey, like it's it's getting to that point. Like, who are we going to target? Who do we want? What kind of player do we want? Is there any particular player you want? I want that guy and that guy." And it happened with uh, the LA Rams this year in the Super Bowl, right? Um, McVeigh clearly <laughs> had had enough with Jared Goff, and he was yep. gone. And Matt Stafford came in, and, and then uh, yeah, and then halfway through the year they got OBJ, and then a couple games later they got Von Miller. All those players were contributors to the LA Rams' success in winning the Super Bowl, and and I don't know what the relationship is between McVeigh. I I wouldn't even if you told me LA Rams GM. I, I wouldn't even know. That's how it's supposed to be. And that's, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, there's a Lombardi trophy sitting in the Los Angeles uh, Rams, a big fancy new stadium. SoFi Stadium. I don't, I don't know what SoFi company is. I have no idea. Well, I don't know either. Did you, did you see the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl parade? I saw something that happened that Matthew Stafford was his wife. A reporter fell down, broke her camera. That's all I saw. Oh, I, I, I did. broke her ankle, but no, like, uh, like there was an aerial picture of the of the Super Bowl. Seventeen parade. people. Yeah, I think there's more people at Whoop Up Days parade. I think there's more people at fucking Santa Claus parade in Fort McLeod. That's a big event, man. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying a. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's LA doesn't, it, it, and where the where, where the building is out there in in Inglewood, and downtown LA, and LA is in the sports of the football town. It's a, and no one's from LA, and blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't get it. It's have a parade, but it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea to have a parade. Do you know what a sports franchise needs for fans? Ham and eggers. Ham and Eggers make the best sports franchise. Yeah. You know, like, um, and when I say Ham and Eggers, I don't mean this in any disrespect. I mean, nine to fivers that work a job and, 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 and maybe get to four or five games a year. Those are the fans that fill the streets for a stadium. Yeah. Those are the fans that buy um, jerseys. The jerseys the and... And, right. and the hats and the things and the stuff and go to the sports bars and wave the flags and yeah, not yeah. not J Lo and fucking A Rods and the blah 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 who fly for the weekend to watch the fucking game. Yeah, so we can get seen on TV. And where and where and where, and where the, the the airport is in comparison to in L where LAX is compared to SoFi Stadium, it ain't that far. So you can fly you can fly your private bird in. You don't even need a hotel. You fly in your bird, get off at LAX. Take your limo over, get back the game, and you leave LA. It's actually yeah. that and, and that quick. You don't even have to go into you don't have to go into LA. I would imagine like some people flying on their chopper. Land here, cab, bet, see you later. <laughs> don't go wow. to LA. Yeah, exactly. Like 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 and just like and I, I would I would imagine as well. They have a special VIP entrance, right? Like where like this is they have two separate know. entrances. But it'll like, it'll work because there's enough up. money and corporate sponsorship. But yeah. Anyway, Dave, before we get to uh, the weekly, would you rather um, that you created a long time ago that may or may not have been, you know, pirated by somebody else? But hey, we won't get into that. Uh, 
get down to May or June, whenever it happens, uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's say there's two Canadian teams. We're just raving about the Calgary Flames. That you say you don't want to win a Stanley Cup. The Toronto Maple Leafs are starting to pick things up as well. Uh, when you, the, you have to gun to gun to the head, knife to the throat, and you, you got to cheer for one to win. Uh, which one you picking, the Leafs or the Flames? Leafs. That much, eh? Yeah. Like you listen to you listen to nine sixty every day, and you still feel that way. Yep. Wow. The Flames are like it's it's just like back in the day, and I still just can't. This. I just can't. I just simply cannot. I and like I, I I don't wish them ill, as I used to back in the day. But I yeah. shall never cheer for them. Similar to the Cincinnati Bengals, like I love. I I haven't had a uh, a sports crush on anybody like I have on Joe Burrow in quite some time, and I I I don't want Cincinnati to win because it's a trash fan- franchise. I think the Calgary Flames are a trash franchise. I can't stand oh, it. There's that Glenn Murray or Burrow, well the thing the thing whatever. the thing because we know too much of the ins and outs about the Flames with their uh, building situation and everything else. And they're just a lot of uh, there's they're multi billionaires all of them and uh, it's just a yeah if we didn't live in the area we wouldn't know as much but anyways no I yeah uh, Leafs guy myself as well and I, I but for for mom's sake I I I'd like to see the the Flames win one more and she's getting a little bit older she uh, it was it was be kind of neat for her to watch and cheer for the Flames well and then the same with my father in law too right because he's a, he's a Flames guy uh, no no he's a Leafs, Leafs guy yeah. yeah. Dennis, uh, and then so uh, I was happy to be with him when the Dodgers won their World Series two years yeah. back, and and I I'd, I'd, I'd love to watch uh, him watch. I'd love to watch him watch the Leafs win. That would be something else. Yeah. So you know, uh, Flames, you're a good you're a good team, and you're an exciting team to watch. And I wish, I wish. Uh, you all the best, but I shan't wish you to have any name engraved on on, on Lord Stanley from the current iteration of that franchise. There we go. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Be right back at you with a would you rather. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave came up with this would you rather uh, a few months back, it's a great uh, thing that we, we talk about on a, on a weekly basis, bi-weekly basis, I guess it was. Uh, we got some news today. We're going to have a, a, uh, a Stanley Cup champion on the show in the uh, in the coming uh, days and weeks ahead. Uh, quite uh, fortunate going to have him on the show to talk about hockey and everything else. Uh, speaking of, St- of Stanley Cups like this, our, our future guest has, Dave, would you rather win a championship Stanley Cup World Series Super Bowl NBA championship whatever it is uh would you rather win a championship in your first year as a professional or your last year as a professional I would think uh... like okay okay but let me put an accentuation on that when your career's over, looking back, which one would you rather have had? So a Cam Ward or a Ray Bork? 
I think I'd take and the You only one. have one. I would take the last year. I would take the last year. Even if it's a six-year career, like your last game you ever played, you walk out a champ. I I think I would want that because then, then you can hang it up and you're not chasing anymore. You can you can retire with some modicum of satisfaction of reaching the pinnacle. Whereas if it's your first year, you think every year is going to be like this. I don't I don't know if the fire is going to be burning as hard Argo to Speedway. try as hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess so. I don't, <laughs> um, but you understand what I'm saying? If, if it's, it's never easy. And I understand that. And I'm not diminishing the, the, the effort and dedication these, these players put into their game. But if you win it your first year, you know it every year is not going to be like this, but you don't know it until it never happens again. Do you remember Scott Gomez? I think it was what, 97, 96. I can't remember what year devils? it was. He won a Calder. Like, like he was a rookie of the year, scored a bunch of points, won a Stanley Cup. He must have thought, this NHL shit's easy. You know? And but- so... And then I don't know if he won again after that. I think he just got the one, maybe, maybe two. Who knows? I think devil. he got a couple with the Devils. Because the Devils were just winning, and they're yeah. they're just farting them out every year with Bordeaux and the boys. But yeah. uh, but I I I don't like the Ray Bork comparison because I oh fuck, I'm gonna sound like a total nozzle saying this. I don't like the way that he ended up winning his by going to a team that was going to there was pretty much you know, two to one favorites to win a Stanley Cup. I don't like the way it was gifted to him. Like I, I, I would, I'd rather have one cup than no cups. Like, like Bork has way more than me, but I, there, I, I would be kind of for lack he of He only has ter- one more than you. That's right. He's one more than me. One more than you. Like really big picture. What's Ray Bork done one, more than us? One more cup. That's it. One more Stanley Cup. So I would be, I wouldn't, I want to, for lack of a better term, I'd be a bit like, well, I won, but I kind of was given this one. Uh, he was a contributor. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say given, okay, but, but yeah, here, like, I, like, I'd be like, oh, fuck. That's kind of a, I think you, I, you asked a question. And okay, the but, okay, let, 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 let me finish what I'm going to say here. I think Ray Bork's cup is bullshit. If Ray Bork would have won his cup, in Boston, if you win your last cup or your only cup in your last year with the team you started with, I think that'd be fantastic because you went through the hard times, whatever it is, whether it's six years or three years or five or 10 or 20 years, I think that'd be fantastic. The Ray Bork cup to me is bullshit. It's a horseshit fucking win. They win the Colorado Avalanche win that cup without Ray Bork. I agree. I think the Ray Bork, and I, Bruins fans, you can come back at me. Boston fans, I don't care. That's a bullshit, or, or Avalanche fans, or whoever wants to get back. That's a bullshit Stanley Cup win for Ray Bork. They would have won that cup no matter what. Ask. Here, I, think it's, I think it's a horseshit Stanley Cup. If Bork wins that cup with Boston, absolutely win it because I went through the hard times. I did it. I finally did it. I can raise this thing, this 38 pound piece of metal, and it was great. The Bork thing was bullshit to me. Do you know who should we should ask that question to? Who? Jerome Ginla. We should get him on the show. 
does he, he never got that one. Ray, does he think Jerome's? Uh, does he think Ray, Ray Bark's Stanley Cup is bullshit? Well, he has Jerome McGinley has made Stanley Cups as we do, so maybe not. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, like you and I both have the same amount of rings as uh, Jerome. Well, he's got all those ones from Kamloops that were a little, little bit different, but yeah, uh, a lot of it different. Yeah, it's just obviously you want one, but I think that Bork's Stanley Cup is bullshit. Yeah, but you were just I'm entitled to my opinion on this show. Yeah, without a doubt, but you now no Pat- fucking listen anyways, but whatever. But 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 you were just pumping the tires of Pat Maroon the other day. He's got and he two, now though. he has three now. Three. I'm and not so- saying Pat Maroon's a better hockey player. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. But he has two more than uh, Ray Bork, and he has three more than you, me, and Jerome McGinley. So now, when we're talking about importance of Stanley Cups. Like why why do you pump Pat Maroon's tires and 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 deflate Ray Bork's? Because Maroon won some with some teams. He's still kind of effective. He wasn't getting traded from. He wasn't getting trade. He was just going from just playing. But Maroon ain't no Hall of Famer. Ray Bork is. Like I I I I don't understand why you want to uh, besmirch the name of uh, Ray Bork. He was a great player. <laughs> He He's a, a great Hall player, Hall of Fame player. Before he got that Stanley Cup, like we talked about, that, you have to be a winner, right? Yeah. And then what? What's 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 wrong with wanting your name on that mug? There's and it wasn't no, 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 no. It's just I'm not I'm not diminishing what Ray Bork that how he got his. I'm not diminishing Ray Bork. I'm saying the two franchises that made that deal for Ray Bork to get there, that was bullshit. Fuck off! Uh, I th- I think it was bullshit. I I think his cup ring. I think is. I that's just. Okay, well it, it's too bad. Okay, here it is. That way. Okay, here it is. Landy McDonald was, was with the Flames for a long time, a long time since eighty two, eighty three. I think it was six, seven years he was there. Maybe but it was more. his last. Like, but he, but he, and okay, he was there for a long time. Won a cup on his last game with a team he was there a long time and contributed with some some pretty lean years. Yes. Scored 50. Ray Bork went to a team that was pretty new, got got traded to a team for a short period of time, won a cup. See you later. But he played. And then then the Avalanche have the audacity to retire his jersey. That – Ray Bork, to me, it's a bit his whole not tarnished, but there's like, come on, man. Remember but NFL played, football, the the come on man. Ray Bork's the end of Ray Bork's career is one of these come on man. He wasn't a rental. He played that entire year with them, but he wasn't it's a, a rental. It's a, it's a come on man. I I understand what you're saying. But I, but on this thing, you're also wrong. Like I, there was nothing not wrong. I, no, you're totally wrong. Like it's not a come on, man. It's 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 just like I want out of here to to chase a cup, and that's my best chance. And you know when when you got Pat Roy, uh, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Adam Foot, blah blah, Foot, Dead Marsh, whatever. Like they had like that was a machine. That team, yeah. they were so good. 
And yeah. Ray Bork, Ray Bork didn't make him worse. He wasn't. He no, wasn't I just no. think that you know once uh, I don't know. Uh, so you know, and but your Lanny comparison is 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 just as well because he's a Calgary icon. He's now he was there for he was there for a long time, and he was a good player before he got there as well, right? Like he he was he was a force in the league. He and, scored and, fifty, I think. I can't remember what year it was. Yeah. He scored fifty for them, and and he, he got his. 500th goal there, his 500th assist there. You bet. So he, so he was there for a long time. Like Lanny McDonald, yeah. uh, like his last year, he won a cup. He'll remember forever in the city, throughout the province, everything. Whereas Ray Bork is like, fuck, dude, you, you weren't, you, you're, you're not a Colorado Avalanche. And being called an Avalanche is weird. I'm an Avalanche. Uh, that's weird. That's <laughs> a weird name, but anyway. Yeah, it is. It's a mouthful. I, 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 I'm I, an avalanche. So you lost. I'm an avalanche. You, 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 so you get. <laughs> yeah, a, but they do have a cool jersey, and they look oh, yeah. in cool cities. So I'm an avalanche. I'll, I'm a marshmallow. I'm an right on, man. You know, I'd rather be an avalanche. <laughs> Would you rather be an avalanche or a magic? Well, I am magic, Dave. Or jazz. <laughs> a magic. Avalanche jazz. Magics, you'd rather be magic. Well, all three are pretty tricky. They are pretty tricky. You gotta, yeah, you is. gotta, you gotta toe the line on them. Yeah. Um, let's switch topics here. If, if, if uh, I know last week you had the hockey to the ages, and I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so proud of you, you guys. Um, when I say you guys, the organizers of that tournament, getting getting the small town community back out to congregate, to have fun and to raise money for the community that you guys hold so dear. And it, and it, and it amazes me how small towns such Crazy. as Fort McLeod, it's like, I don't know if every small town has this. Or we have something there. I don't know what it is. We have something in Fort McLeod. I, I can't, do I can't I pinpoint it, but it's uh, it's yeah. I know I know more Fort McCludians than I do Taborites, but I don't know if the Taborites do it the way Fort McCludians do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, because I don't hear about that kind of shit because I don't know too many Taborites. But nonetheless, so what's a better song that encapsulates 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 the feeling of the Fort McCludians? Are you a Bruce Springsteen, my hometown, or is it more? John Mellencamp, small town. Small town. It's all small town. It's small town, and not not just because of uh, <laughs> Eric Small Town Hardy, but it's small town. Like it's when uh, you know back in the day, Dave. When the, well, you've been to a few McLeod weddings and this and that's so everything else is every fucking one of those montage like the, the montage we talked about beginning the show. Every one of those wedding videos has small town playing. Whether it was small towns wedding or whoever else we went to, small town is uh, that's our, that's our little town, and where you know that town's been three thousand people since uh, I was born, three thousand people since my mother was born, and three thousand people today. And we're and we're quite proud of that little place that we call home, and everybody who comes home is still quite proud of it. And it's uh, no last week was a lot of fun. And we like 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 I said, we made some money last week, and it was great. It's small town, it hasn't changed, and it's 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 our little town. And uh, no, we uh, we quite enjoy it. We're a different breed, but uh, we we t- we tend to let outsiders in a little bit too. 
Well, yeah, at like times I've been, I've been considered an honorary for McCludian at yeah. times. Uh, more so when I had the time to spend some social time in Fort McClude. But uh, I, I, it's it's a different place, and and I'm always once um, you get I'm, once I'm, you get once you get past the welcome to Fort McLeod sign, there's different rules, man. I, I'm happy to be welcome there, and and and, yeah. and I and I consider that a bit of a privilege, and I'm happy to know the people I I do know from that town. No, quite fun, quite a fun little spot. Anyways, we have, like I said, we have some uh, big news coming up in the, in the upcoming days. How are we just going to work out the schedules with, with our, our guests coming up? It's, gonna be, it's quite exciting for the show. Uh, he's got something remote. we got something to talk about. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Lethbridge guy, uh, Dave, Dave uh, knows his family a little bit, and uh, everybody knows who this guy is. It's going to be a lot of fun once we get him on the show. It's going to work out the, the logistics of it all, but uh, it should be a lot of fun in the upcoming days. Dave, you are off to Whitefish, Montana. Tomorrow, for the first time in two years. In two years. The last time I was there was February of 2020. Uh, my wife, my son, and I are packing up the Subaru, and we're heading south for four glorious days in Whitefish, Montana. I plan on getting a lot of couch time. I plan on skiing. I plan on visiting some breweries. I plan on just doing whatever the fuck I want for about, not, no, check that. Whatever my family wants first for two days. And then you're going to break away for a little bit just to go maybe down to the dog and have a beer and a, and a plate of wings or something else and, and, and enjoy it like old times. Maybe, from, throw a, maybe throw a dollar in the jukebox. From my place uh walking distance to downtown whitefish is is 10 minutes sober 14 minutes coming home i will figure out i got a half hour to give and so so we might have to figure that out but uh the next time we record i will be it'll be our first international broadcast there we go that's fucking breaking new ground. Breaking new ground. We're, we're changing things up for the 1420 podcast. Dave, when you're down there, uh, throw a dollar in a jukebox, put glory days on from Bruce Springsteen. Remember the good old days you used to have down there. There's a lot of uh, fun that we I've had down there at the dog. I've got to get down there eventually too. But anyways, fun show tonight. Go Flames, go. Way to go, Team Canada. And uh, hey, have fun and wife this weekend, my friend. 1420 podcast, four viewers, talk, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself. Dave, watch the border. Take care of yourself, but more importantly, take care of each other. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else? I'm going to steer clear of coots, and I don't want to see Jim swing at high pitches. There you and go, everybody. That go flames go is not on me. Like, hey. I, I will say, like, just not, just no names on the cup. Get to the finals, anyways. We'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday, I guess. Have a good night, folks. Talk to you Tuesday. International. International. We're going international. <laughs> 1420 Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from 40 countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. 
and be sure to use the promo code 1420sports, that's 1420sports, for a free one-month premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.